Okay. If I was in a kitchen, right, making making some making some chicken breasts, I want to do some baked chicken breasts because you know, New Year fit me. I would put some spices up on it. You know what I mean? What salt? Put on it. Salt. Pepper. Yeah, naturally, pepper. Some cumin. Some some little. You know what? Sometimes I like to hit it with a kiss of cinnamon. Ooh, just a kiss. Just a kiss. Exactly. 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 You know what? What? A little bit of paprika. <laughs> paprika. Oh, that was terrible. So this is Required Watching, where we watch the essential films from the list of cinematic influencers and look at them through the lens of learning about filmmaking and how to move all the way forward. My name is Trey Epps. I'm Danny Taverner. Uh, and today we are talking, part of my very ridiculous cold open, we're talking about Paprika, which is a 2006 film about a machine that allows therapists to enter the patient's dreams and when it's stolen, all hell breaks loose. And only a young female therapist, Paprika, can stop it. By the way, thank you for hype man and me reading that synopsis. <laughs> this is a Japanese anime based on, I believe it's based on manga. Is that correct? Do you know that? Uh, I think so. Yeah, uh, it has a bunch, a, of, names. I, has a bunch of names I cannot pronounce, but the one that I can is written and directed by Oh, my gosh, is it direct? Is I believe it's written by him, Satoshi Khan, and he he shares that right screenwriting screen uh, screenwriting credit with Seishi Minakami. And listen, I refuse to butcher anyone's name, so I will not say who it stars. But we have a whole cast of characters here, and Dan, you picked this film. So what up with I this? Picked it. This is the movie, Trey, I don't know if you knew this. This is the movie that Inception is based on loosely, or maybe not loosely. Maybe heavily. It depends on uh, what you think <laughs> each movie is about. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's no, I weird. Did, I didn't know that. It, I was so confused for most of this movie. It's fun. It's a great anime. But like Inception, there's a lot going on. Um, Absolutely. Now, Dan, I will I will definitely let the listeners know that we planned to record this last week and and you sent me a text and you're like, I did not watch the movie. <laughs> so we pushed it to this week. So I've had some time with this movie because I'm a good student. I, I watch for movies when I'm told. And right. <laughs> I <laughs> and just like you, I was as confused as as confused as can be. And when I think when we were talking about this film, you told me that this was what Inception was based off of. So I came into this movie thinking it's about to go down. Like it, like like what they like. Okay, if this is what Christopher Nolan is doing with uh, a live action budget, I want to know what's going to happen in this animated world. And I got to tell you, I wish I watched it twice. Like in in the in the <laughs> in the time in which I originally watched it to when we recorded, I wish I watched it again. I can tell you what happened but i cannot tell you what happened if that did it get happen. any clearer having sat on it no what, what actually made it clearer to me <laughs> it did what actually made it clearer to me was just doing research and when i say doing research i mean having people explain to me what this movie was and when it explained to me what it was a lot of things opened up where I went, oh, that makes so much sense. Like just unlocking that little piece of information that I may have missed allowed me to enjoy the movie retro, like retroactively a bit better than than what I did initially. 
And mm-hmm. okay, so I guess the best way to to explain it for other people in case they are as confused as I was is we I think we meet Paprika in the dream world because mm-hmm. what was the first thing that happens right like we're in the dream world we meet Paprika and then she goes on like this five minute music video introduction. Yeah. Also, the music was fantastic. <laughs> the music was fantastic, Loved actually. It. The music was great. But Paprika is like the subconscious, like, like splintering off of Doctor Chiba, almost like um, a, like a dream avatar. I guess would be a correct. Funny phrase to use. No, no, no. That that makes sense. It uh, uh, yes, exactly. So dream dream avatar of Doctor Chiba is Paprika. And at some point in later on in the film, Paprika and Dr. Chiba actually split, and Paprika is our own person, question mark. Uh, but essentially, they have this device called the DC Mini that allows people to go into other people's dreams. It's um, like a machine thing from Inception. It also kind of reminded me of uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, yeah. Where they like yeah. go into people's dreams yeah. to alter things. You know, except except this had its own issues, which like it was infected by what we come to learn is uh, chairman. I, I don't know his name, Miss, like the chairman of an, another company. Yes, yeah. and the wheelchair guy. <laughs> so, it, so it's it's infected, and we come to learn that you know, like, like again, like the the dream dream world and the real world are essentially coming together. And it means complete devastation for the real world. Like those are the stakes, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I think they're trying to use it to basically control people's realities. Correct. Correct. The dream world, again, the dream world becomes the real world or is almost becoming the real world. And yeah, chairman, wheelchair guy is becoming, is, uh, yeah, yeah, alternating, altering the reality of things. It's it's so difficult to follow, Dan. I, I'm trying to figure out a, a good place to, to jump off. But I, I guess the best place is we begin with this cop who's in for therapy with the DC Mini. So we're going into his subconscious, into his dream world, to to Dr. Chiba as Paprika and herself is analyzing what his dreams are about. And that's a real steady through line without the film is trying to figure out what, you know, he's he's in a hotel and he's, he's chasing some bad guy and you know then we kind of get like we get into like different levels of his subconscious and his dreams in which we see essentially different different genres of movie play out in in his dream meanwhile we have another character who uh, we have we have a so, dan i need you i need you to step in think, and tell me what i'm supposed to be thinking about this movie uh just to move the plot along without getting too caught up because it is confusing with because it's hard to explain what's going on because even after seeing it, you're like, uh, I don't really fully understand what I watched. <laughs> but as she's doing that with the detective, which is under the radar because this machine device isn't to be used just yet because it's so right. volatile. As that's happening, some of the scientists who are working on the DC Mini are pretty much, they fall victim to the security breaches and kill themselves while thinking they're in a dream oh right? yes 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 yeah, and no, it's right. so, yeah. then the company gets the detectives help to solve these cases and he already he already knows paprika yeah they homies 
the homies. <laughs> and then it's just a matter of getting into the machine and finding who's responsible, who they think it's an assistant. And then it turns out to be the chairman guy. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, and this, it's like shit show. this big showdown. Yeah. It's a big show. surreal dreams and <laughs> multiple people being multiple people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I let's start at, I I guess at what the beginning is and that is a confusing fucking mess, dude. Like I I I felt a lot of time that I was stupid. Here's the thing. I ha- I haven't felt this stupid about watching a film since Tenet. Oh yeah, you were, uh, I remember right, the famous text, favorite. the famous text you sent me after seeing Tenet was I've never felt stupider having seen a movie. <laughs> but at least, at least, hey, at least there are actual reasons why I didn't understand it being, you know, couldn't hear half the movie. But with this, it was a kind of no, I, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I can't yeah, say I understand. That are so weird that it just feels like you're on some bizarre trip and not really you, watching it. Let, let me ask movie. you, did, did you understand what you are watching? All right. Halfway like, through, I wrote you, a note to myself saying, oh, I get it. <laughs> but by the end, that note was completely meaningless. I don't think I fully understood it by the end. Okay. Because well, fantastic. What else happens is they find out that the chairman is behind all this. Correct. See, now I'm even confused about what I'm confused about. <laughs> okay, so let's... I, I will, I, let me dig into my notes. Let me dig into my notes for one second, because I, do, I don't have m- many. And there's one thing that I, I, def, I, def, I definitely want to talk about, but it's not about this movie. <laughs> I really enjoy this film and the way they... Wait, hold on. It's a very long sentence here. I really enjoyed the way this film played with animation. And I'm finding that I'm really gravitating towards anime and the way, I guess, Asia handles animation so much differently than we do in America. And I think like the, I think the general themes are not childlike, which we've talked about when we looked at like Nausicaa and, and, and whatever other anime movies we, we've watched. I think the themes are much more relatable and adult-like and not like made for children or dumbed down and then have like little jokes for adults. But I also think the way, like when when the cop is running down the hotel room, the hotel hall, and Mm. it's almost like a rug that he's, you know, it's, you know, reality is kind of bending and and he's, it's like a rug that he's kind of pulling out and it's really like the entire hallway is coming from underneath him. I thought that was amazing because like the textures of some of the animation didn't feel cartoon-like, if that makes sense. Mm. It felt so... It, it felt so immersive and it felt really, it, it, it sucked me in, even though I was still trying to grasp what was actually happening in the story. Like visually, it was incredible. And I'm happy, like we talked about Nausicaa and how that was like 1983 or something like that. And looking at this film, I think if you put those two films back to back, I was like, yeah, te- technology hasn't changed much. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the, mm-hmm. the feat of which they handled the anime, the, technique of which they were animating was so incredible that again it's so much better than i've seen in america so i i I truly enjoyed that but that but that is probably like my 
my only note about the movie because I, I don't know if I understood the story enough while watching it to understand exactly what was happening. Yeah, I definitely think this is a movie that has to be watched several times. <laughs> yeah. Like several, several times. Because even now trying to recount the summary, I'm tripping myself up in the imagery of the dreams and what actually was the plot outside of those dreams. Cause I'm not mm. sure I fully remember it. Yeah. Like a dream. Well, exactly. So here, let me, let me just essentially read to you 10, 10 questions and answers of paprika. Is that okay? Is that okay? No. Oh, yeah. So this is from CBR.com. I, I don't know what this is about, but I found an article that says Paprika, 10 burning questions about the mind-bending film finally answered. And I won't read I won't read every line, so I may just be skimming, but and I'll, I will place a link in the show notes if anyone wants to actually read this. And listen, if you understand this movie and want to talk to us about this, please do so. Please hit us up and let us know what about this film is so is so great or so terrible because it's meant to be a really great film that apparently people who aren't Dan and I understand. (laughs) That said, here are the top 10 questions. What is up with the parade? The parade through the film is a manifestation of the dream virus that is taking over people's minds. Whenever the parade shows up in a person's dream, they are sure to be taking over, sure to be taken over by the DC mini and the collective dream state. And I, I think this is what this is where we like if they are if we see the parade, they're then being I, I would call it infected, right? And therefore their physical real life form is also going through the, like this psychological break, which is when we see like that doctor jump out the way. Right? I think that's what makes it so confusing, is because the parade comes back at times when we are led to believe that we're not in a dream. Uh, agreed. Agreed. But like, <laughs> yeah. But then I think, is this, is, is that just like the, is that the tell, like when I think about it in terms of Inception, is that the tell that we are in a dream? Like, is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do not know. And I won't, I won't read <laughs> all of these. I, I really won't read all these. I think something was interesting. Hold on. Like the detective. At the end, why, the case, they fall through different levels of dreams almost seamlessly without anyone... Right like instigating it because at least in inception they're like all right we're gonna go to the next level of dream but in this one it's almost random it's just like chaos oh i yeah things are linked that don't that shouldn't be linked and and like the 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 powers (laughs) here's i think what the problem is the powers of the dc mini seem to be limitless Mm -hmm. and seem to be whatever suits like the next scene they also seem like with, no one's in control of it. <laughs> well, exactly. Exactly. Because I, what I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't understand that the, the, the chairman has one, right? Because there, there was two out in the world, correct? Yeah. There's two out in the world, which means the chairman has one, which means he knows that the DC Mini isn't working the way it's supposed to, and therefore he is trying to destroy everything. Like, do you know, like, it, like the motives weren't clear. <laughs> What the actual DC mini did wasn't clear, so it just it, it, a lot a lot needed to be 
I just explained. And I, you know what? I won't go through all 10 of these questions. I, I do think that if you are a fan of this or if you were as confused as we are, read this article. And it will, it will, it, it helped me. And Dan, I will, I will even send it to you. It helped me figure out a bit more about the world. But honestly, I don't have an answer. But before we end this thing, because I, like, if I don't have anything to talk about, if I'm confused, then I have nothing to talk about. And, you know, therefore, 17 minutes in, we should end this. But let's talk about Inception for a second. All right. Which is a movie that I think we should most definitely be watch and, and talk about. But everyone says this is where, uh, Christopher Nolan got Inception, but did you know he has never admitted it? He has never said, it. never really? ever said that Paprika is. Yeah, he's never said it. And in fact, he, there's one there's one bit where he talks about at least from what I, from what I can find. Like I put, I tried searching Paprika and Christopher Nolan and Paprika and Inception, and there's <clears throat> there's like a twenty second like thing of of like a mashup of what paprika does and what inception does and how it's so so similar yeah because even to the hallway scene it's very very similar well absolutely and i I will i will have a link to show but but he's never said that you know like this inspired which i think is interesting because again i i always say quentin tarantino has openly spoken about how x y and z movie has inspired this scene even if it's like a shot by shot remake of like that scene he's been Mm -hmm. like yeah yeah i I just love this movie and i thought it would be cool but yeah he's just never said it so i I thought it was really interesting but and, and that and that side of it all what do you think about filmmakers who end up making very similar things? But my, my most recent, maybe not the most recent example that I have, but, but, okay. So I, I know I was going to talk about Inception, but let me, let me change gears for just one second. I was talking about Tenet. I was thinking about Tenet and, and I, I was reading about what, like reading some of uh, Christopher Nolan's interviews about Tenet and like what his intentions were and, and all of that stuff. And, as someone who didn't understand that movie at all, well, I understood the movie. Actually, I understood that a lot more than I understood Paprika, which goes to say a lot. But but knowing that knowing that I didn't understand Tenet, after reading what his intentions were and like the kind of like ex- essentially like an experiment that this movie was in terms of his career, it made me understand and appreciate Tenet in such a way that that I didn't before, and I still haven't watched it again but I, I definitely appreciate it more than what I did upon initial review. But I can't say I, I can't say I can't. Yeah. I just can't say that I understand where this movie is coming from. Like what all the crazy elements are about. Or yeah, like it, it just, it, right. It just, it doesn't feel like it's grounding me in any it's not grounding me in anything and therefore I have nothing to hold on to. Like we meet Paprika and then it's not until like, you have to make a guess to even assume that Dr. Chiba is Paprika. Like, you know what I mean? Like nothing's explicitly said. There's no, there's no thread to hold on to that propels you in upward mobility. Yeah. It's weird in ways that don't further the plot. Like they're weird. And then that's, seemingly it right or they're weird Um, to the extent that you could like lose your mind trying to (laughs) unwrap everything and i i absolutely think that's true i i i I do think that is what that is what happens 
and it leads me listen I'm, dan i'm so sorry i'm just gonna jump into it i i i i don't think this movie is required i think we spent about 20 minutes talking about how we don't understand this movie uh, and i think that's difficult and i think that's unf- i think i do think it's unfair and i think it's something that that is a notch against us but i guess we have to watch movies so people don't have to right like <laughs> we, I, I i can know what you're getting into exactly i i think I think there are people who love this, like upon search, there are people who love this film, who will live and die by this film. But I can't say why. I don't know why. So like, with that said, I can't, I can't say that this is uh, required watching. I'm so sorry. I, I jumped right into it, but I, I just don't know what else <laughs> to really speak about in terms of this film. I think I agree. It's not required. It is a fun movie. In terms of music, visuals, weird stuff happening. And I don't know, maybe it, is it as simple as just being like an allegory for how we relate to our dreams? Maybe. Or maybe it's just a weird crime movie that got lost on the way. Hmm. I don't know. You know what? That's, that's an incredibly positive outlook, <laughs> I must say. <laughs> It was a fun movie to watch. Confusing and oftentimes frustrating, but overall a fun anime. I I had nothing but anger in my heart as it as I increasingly <laughs> didn't understand what was happening. No, no, no seriously. Like as I, I was as I was like, I don't get it, and I still don't get it, and it's 30 minutes and I don't get it, and I'm trying so hard to get it. And like I went back at one point to try to rewind it and make sure that I got it. Like I, I, I was honestly super frustrated, and and and, and honestly, I think it happens. I, like I've said this before, I, I said that sometimes I, I just miss things. I'm not, I'm never gonna claim to be one of those pretentious film assholes who are like, yeah, I just sit back and I just get everything. No, like sometimes it takes work to understand what's happening in a movie. I think the reason I had a more positive outlook on it was about halfway through, right after I thought I understood it and realized I didn't, I kind of <laughs> just gave in. And was like, all right, I'm okay. not gonna understand this movie. I'm not even gonna. I'll I'll try to pick up cues, but for the most part, I'm just gonna ride this <laughs> crazy parade. Amazing. Out the end. I mean, I. You know what? I was upset at the end when Doctor Cheetah and What's His Face got together, and I was like, "That's I want to see oh, that. Yeah. I want to see that movie." Uh, I, I'm clearly a, a sucker for a ro- romance, but. <laughs> But yeah, Dan, again, I'm, I'm wrapping this up and I feel like this is an average length of an episode and I can't tell you what this episode is about. So that's it. Thanks for, thanks for hanging around. And if you want to check us out, please head to our website and on our social medias at, well, actually our website's requiredwatching.com, but on social media at required watch. And you can catch me at Trey Epps. And I am at Danny Taverner or in your dreams. I, I wish someone would just dream about me. That that'd be great. I want some. I, right. I want to have like this really. Yeah. You have, yeah. You have no idea. Oh, thank goodness. Please, please start a blog spot and let me know. Uh, <laughs> if you have yourself a short film, head over to requiredwatching.com and submit it over to us because we like watching your short films and we like a chance to talk to the filmmakers who are making them and get a chance to talk to them about what their journey is and and what they look forward to the most. So if that's you, head over to requiredwatching.com and submit. 
that said, Mr. Daniel Tavener, I'll see you next week. See ya. Peace all the way out. Peace out.